happy Monday. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia of News 4 San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. Hope you are doing well. Hope uh, the quarantine life is treating you well. As you, me, our guests, while well, introducing a few seconds, uh, have been dealing with amid the coronavirus pandemic. So, as always, I hope you're doing your part, staying clean, washing your hands, avoiding people. And it's just simply, you know, the sooner we do get get this over with, the better we can get back to some NBA action. And yes, there is no NBA action. The closest we got today was this past weekend, Friday night, uh, a few of the NBA players got on the sticks and the controller and did a players-only NBA 2K20 tournament. But that's about it. Uh, there really hasn't been a lot of uh, movement, any talks regarding when and if or when the Spurs will return to action. Uh, so uh, with that, it allows this show to have a little bit of freedom to get creative and think of some topics. So, it, you know, one topic that is close to me, although I'm not well-versed in it, but I, I do have an interest in it, and that is sneakers. Oh, my God. I, I, I just appreciate the sneakers. Um, I don't buy them as much, but I do appreciate the art that goes behind it. I do appreciate the creativity that some fans do when they make their custom uh, Spurs kicks. And I'm, I just I just like the effort into it. And, yes, it is a part of the NBA, so it's a part of me. It's a part of you. So we're going to be talking about Spurs, kicks, sneakers in general, and in particular, Rudy Gay. He recently gave out his top five sneakers, and we'll be discussing that in a moment. Also on the show, uh, yeah, we're going to put on the spotlight Greg, Greg Popovich, Coach Pop. Look, before the season uh, got cut short because of the coronavirus, uh, wasn't going too well for the San Antonio Spurs. And yes, some Spurs fans were starting to turn on Popovich, which leads me to ask, are fans kind of losing faith in Popovich and the Spurs way? Uh, and I couldn't think of a better way to kick off this Monday, your new work week, if you're working from home, than my good friend, uh, Chuck. You know him, you love him. He is the host of the Chuck Van Show out in San Antonio. Chuck, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Thank you, Jeff. Pleasure to be back on uh, on the show here and talk about sneakers and talk about spurs and self-quarantine ourselves, social distance <laughs> ourselves, if we will. And by the way, listeners, if you hear him cough, that is not coronavirus. He warned me before we recorded. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not coronavirus, not coronavirus. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, Chuck, before, radio. <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I was just about to ask you. Uh, how has quarantine life been treating you, and how's the show going? Uh, the show is going great. Uh, I just sit in my studio. You know, I do the show. I send it out to all the affiliates. My my Clark Kent life, I would say, because this is my Superman life, like where I do the show. Yeah. My Clark Kent life, I work for a beer company. So I have been deemed an essential worker. So I have been actually out working every day since all this came down. Yeah, you know, we do need the beer. That is, you know, these, these days we yeah. need, yeah. We, everybody needs the beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, aside from needing the beer, uh, there's one thing um, that Spurs fans especially need is that is the latest and greatest in uh, sneakers. Uh, you are kind of a San Antonio go-to guy when it comes to sneakers. Uh, you, you attend some uh, conventions. I think the Spurs do that little uh, summer con kick, uh, kicks uh, what do you call it a sneaker trading con convention uh, something like that spurs first sneaker jam thank you so much yeah the spurs sneaker jam and then even throughout the season if there's a shoe that a spur or any nba players wearing i usually go to chuck and say hey what, what is that guy wearing what is this about yep. and of course uh chuck is really uh tapped into the uh, custom 
sneaker community. Uh, he knows kind of the big wigs in that department. But, uh, Chuck, I brought you on because uh, Rudy Gay, he spoke to you at the Athletic, and he gave his top five kicks. Now, I'll let you take over right now. And what was the list? Do you agree with that list? And how would you put that list in order if you were – you know, if you're a friend of Rudy Gay, he said, hey, these are my top five, Chuck. How would you uh, rank them? Okay, well, I'm looking at what Rudy picked, and it looks like he got the Air Jordan 3. Um, he's got the Air Jordan 1, which I agree with. Uh, the Air Hirachi 2K4, the obvious Air Jordan 11 Concord, and then obviously the sneaker he was wearing this season. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't really tell what it is, but it's a Puma shoe, so – of course, yeah. he doesn't want to piss off his sponsors, so he's going to put a Puma shoe on there. But he's got Nikes other than that and Jordans. And it's good. Uh, it's good. I did my own top five list. Uh, okay. But he's got one of them that were on my list. So my top five is number five, the Air Flight Hirachi. And for people that may not know, they can Google it. It was worn, made famous by the Fab Five at Michigan. Uh, Christian Leitner actually wore a pair when he played for the Dream Team. Scottie Pippen wore them. Uh, it's a very, it's a shoe that I actually wore when I played basketball in high school, and it was the most mm-hmm. lightest and comfortable shoe I've ever worn. Nice. Uh, number four, um, first fans might remember this one. It's from the early 2000s, the Air Duncan, when Tim Duncan was still yes. with Nike. It was a very weird-looking shoe, had a lot of weird rubber webbing on it. But another one, very comfortable, very great shoe to play basketball in. And people hated it because of the way the shoe looked, but it was one of the most comfortable shoes that I've ever worn, as well as the Airflight Hirachi. Then switching gears to probably the heaviest and most uncomfortable shoe was mm-hmm. the Air Command Force Pump. And that was made famous by David Robinson with Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, as well yes. as Woody Harrelson as Billy Ho in White Man Can't Jump. It was a very <laughs> cool shoe, very cool concept, but with the pump and the way they made that shoe so high, it was like wearing Timberland boots. It was, it was one of the heaviest shoes that I've ever worn playing basketball. Great looking well, fashion well, now, but. Well, well, yeah, probably for Robinson back in the time he was playing, they probably felt like a piece of paper, you know, with his strength oh. and height. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy's so cut up, and, like, you see pictures of him wearing the shoe and just his calf muscles. Like, oh, well, that's why he's wearing it. Cause yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got those calf muscles. I don't. Yeah. Um, number two on my list is actually one that Rudy had. It's the Air Jordan 3 White, Black, and Cement. And the reason I picked this one, this one is an iconic shoe because this is the one that Jordan did the free throw line dunk in 1988 Chicago All-Star Dunk Contest, went from the free throw line, which they had later remade a a Tinker Hatfield version who actually designed a lot of the Air Jordans. And it's just an iconic shoe. When you see that iconic picture of him going from the free throw line in 88, those are the shoes he's wearing. And then... Number one on my list, I'm Here sure we people go. Will disagree with me. Number one, people will disagree with me. The Air Jordan 4 black and red. That is it's one of the first couple pairs that I got in 1989. And it's such an iconic shoe because this was the shoe that he hit the shot on Craig Elo. And then he became known as one of the biggest, you know, finishers 
it at end of games was that Air Jordan 4. And you see the fun from the free throw line, the picture, and all you see is the sole of the shoe with Elo trying to jump and block it, but there was no hope for that, blocking that shot. <laughs> so the Air Jordan 4, black and red, that he wore against the Cavs in the playoffs in 1989 when he sealed that, that first-round series, that's the number one shoe of all time. Do you agree with Do you agree uh, with uh, Rudy's list? Uh, do you have any issues with it? Uh the Puma one maybe a little bit just because it's like that's his sponsor now. Uh, yeah. The two K, the Hirachi two K four that was that was a shoe made famous by Kobe Bryant. Uh, that was sort of his first signature shoe when he went to Nike. So I have no problems with that. The Concord, eh, it's an iconic shoe. The patent leather, there's nothing right. wrong with that. And then the Air Jordan 1, it's, that shoe is basically iconic through two different kind of sports, if you will. Basketball, but then it also goes into skateboarding. The Bones Brigade, Tony Hawk, Mike McGill, Steve Cavalier, all those guys, a lot of skaters back in the mid-'80s wore Air Jordan 1 because they were good skate shoes for high tops and right. the cushioning. So it kind of – I, I agree with all of them except for the Puma. <laughs> well, you you look at the modern era of sneakers. It is what it is. It's a lot. It's more important than it was back when you and I were growing up. It was. It's. it's oh yeah. Part of it's part of the the staple now of outfits. You know what are the guys wearing? It's almost like a fashion show pregame uh, at the rate that the NBA is going. Um, but have you? Do you like the evolution of sneakers in the NBA world? Do you, do you appreciate it, or do you kind of wish it was way way it was back in the day? I do like the evolution. The only thing that that's really funny to me is that now the NBA got lax on they just let players wear whatever they want. You know, you could wear the crazy shoes during All Star Weekend, but and Michael Jordan going back to the Air Jordan One. There, there's a colorway. It's called the band colorway the black and red and the NBA fined him. I think it was 5,000 every game he wore them. And of course, Phil mm-hmm. Knight and Nike were like, we'll cut you. A, we're going to cut you a check and pay for those fines because it was getting so much, so much exposure for that shoe. And it was like, no, you had to wear your team colored shoes. Now you can wear just basically whatever the hell you want on the court, right. which I, I like, but I don't like, cause it's like, mm. Because Le- like yeah. LeBron, for for an example, LeBron, every year when his shoe comes out, there's probably about 15 different colorways that come out throughout the season, maybe more. Back in the day, like with the Jordan 3s and the Jordan 4s, you had four colorways. You had, when he started the season, a Chicago Bulls colorway. You had uh, a basically a playoff shoe that was a black and red. And then going into the next season, you had an alternate Bulls colorway. And then you had basically it was like a blue color or a grape, some kind of alternate color that wasn't a Bulls color. You only had four colorways of the Jordans that came out. Now it's, it's just a free-for-all. There's, there's so many colorways coming out almost every week. that For collectors, it's kind of hard because it's like, mm, man, okay, I bought these kicks. Right. Oh, wait, these ones are coming out next weekend. Oh wait, those are coming out the following weekend, and so it, it just it makes it hard for the real sneaker collectors and the people that really love the sneakers and the history, not just the mm-hmm. fashion sense, not just the hype of what people are wearing or what 
Kanye West is wearing or what celebrities wearing. Yeah. It was, it, it was a, there's a whole history to the sneakers and knowing when the shoes came out because we didn't have the internet back in the day to buy sneakers. You had to make friends with the manager at Foot Locker that would let you know when they got them. And so you could be there on that day to get the shoes. You, and when, when you look at the uh, monitor of sneakers, um, as you mentioned, uh, you know, right now, it's, it sounds to me, Chuck, you're saying it, it's, it's a little bit saturated, isn't it? Oh, it's very oversaturated. Very okay. oversaturated. Like I was saying, LeBron's got 15 to 20 different colorways of his signature shoe that comes out during the season. When back in the day, you might have had, like the Jordans had four. Well, technically, during the one season, it was only two colorways. You had a Chicago Bulls colorway, and then you had the playoff shoe. And then the next two colorways didn't come out till summer and then leading into the next season. And then the new Jordan would come out all-star weekend. And that's when he, mm-hmm. he got on court with the brand new Air Jordan. And that was the first real look of what it was because it was all-star weekend. He would wear them. And in the Sports Illustrated that week would be the full page ad showing the new Jordan and the Mars mm-hmm. Blackman with Spike Lee commercials. Right. That's how it was. There was there wasn't a leak of, oh, these are the new Jordans that are coming out eight months from now. It was very very limited, and which I guess the internet kind of kills it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you think? You know, it, it's such a just it's a such little. a thing that yeah, it's such a thing now. You know, you you have fans lining up early hours of the day. There's apps now that sell sneakers. Uh, it's you know they're a premium now. You have you know kind of middlemen, you know, brokers that go in and they'll get, they'll hoard up all the sneakers and, you know, sell them at a ridiculous price on the black, on the secondary market, excuse me. And it is what it is. It's, it's frankly, it's turned into a business and then it used to be just a hobby or just something you would appreciate, Chuck. Oh, I saw, I saw it was, it was a kid who came from a well, good family. I think it was like a 15, 14 or 15 year old kid. And he had his parents' money and he would buy up all these exclusive sneakers and resell them. And I think it said that, like, for that year, he made, like, $160,000 just recently, like a 15-year-old kid. That's incredible. You you know, it's it's funny. You know know that I follow the NBA 2K League, and there was a time when my parents growing up, they would say, hey, you know, put away the video game. That's not going to get you anything. You know, and sure enough, nowadays, you know, it is. You know, these kids make big bucks just playing uh, NBA 2K20. I mean, it is a, a sport. Oh, yeah. You, you know, but there's that. And then you fast forward, same thing, you know, you're throwing away your shoes, you worn them out and everything. If you had just saved them back in the day, they would have been a bunch of bucks today. Oh, oh, it, it, totally. With with uh, the Air Jordans that I had back then and even like going back to like my skateboarding days back then, if, I, if I'd have kept mm-hmm. all those things in, well, you know, toys too, Star Wars figures, yeah. all that, if I had kept them all in the package, my kid's college fund would be paid for. Oh yeah, and you probably have some left over for yourself to enjoy. I mean, at, at the rate yeah. you're going. But let's go ahead and bring it back now, uh, more locally. Talking about the Spurs now. Let's start off with the players, and then we'll go to the fans. So with the players' side, look, we all know that uh, Demar Derozan brings that heat. I mean, he wears some incredible shoes. But oh, yeah. if you had to you remove him from uh, the plate, has there been any other spur pre Derozan? that you would always say and look at it and be like, you know, that guy can bring some heat. Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't say, think of one. When... 
LaMarcus, maybe because he's had some Jordan, like really cool Jordan exclusive, player exclusive, mm-hmm. like a really, really cool colorways. But I would say if it's anything, it would have to be either Duncan or Parker. Or no, not Parker, excuse me, David Robinson. Because I was trying to think yeah. of Parker stuff, but he started doing those peaks and, and eh, those aren't. Yeah, he, he started doing uh, the uh, foreign, uh, I guess, brand uh, peak. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, that was that was the two guys that I can think of when I asked you that question was, uh, I, actually, I didn't think about LMA, but Duncan and, um, and Robinson, obviously, Mr. Robinson's neighborhood, uh, the commercials back in the 90s, you know, you mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. how bulky they were, but, you know, they're still popular till today. Duncan, too. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't was Duncan part of Team Reebok for a moment? No, he was he was Nike no. when he came in and then went to Adidas. He was never Adidas. Reebok. Okay, and he ended. Did he ever have a signature shoe? With with Nike, he had the Air Duncan. Um, mm-hmm. Adidas Adidas was real weird. They didn't really do like an exclusive. Like, oh, this is the Adidas Duncan. It was. A specific mm-hmm. shoe that was just exclusive for him, like they never named right. it the Duncan. Right. Um, and I even remember back in the day, I think when Duncan was was first coming on and getting real big with Nike. I want to say there's a commercial out there where it's Duncan and it's like Mr. Robinson's neighborhood, but with mm-hmm. Duncan and Robinson in there. I want to say yeah. that one, the '99 season. I think they did they did a little crossover with those two. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think there is where uh, Duncan came into Robbins's neighborhood and they had fun with it. Yeah. But, uh, but those are the only two guys really outside of Demar uh, that really has brought some incredible sneakers to San Antonio. Now, I don't, I don't think we need to talk about Demar Derozan. I think everybody knows, you know, when it comes to sneakers, he is, you know, he's down. You know, he's on point. He knows exactly what to wear. Uh, he wears a lot he's of the Kobe, Kobe brand. Is the that? Kobe guy. Yeah. The Kobe. He's the Kobe guy. All yeah, Kobe. and. Yeah, and I think he even said after Kobe passed away that he's gonna wear Kobe no matter for until he retires. Uh, so he's never gonna switch out of Kobe's. But uh, you know, Demar is a is a good example. But you know, I gotta I, I gotta ask your thoughts on this. You know, um, it seems to me the New Balance is kind of uh, trying to you know fit its way into the elite status, and you know, with them getting Kawhi Leonard, and now they get Dejounte Murray. I mm-hmm. they got a couple of other guys I don't remember, but I know Murray and. Kawhi or the their signature gets. Um, putting aside the Kawhi never, Leonard never bias, forget, never forget the original Matt Bonner. Matt Bonner. Was Matt Bonner. The yes. New Balance guy. Yeah, the Red Rocket was the original New Balance guy. Before <laughs> Kawhi and Dejounte made it cool. <laughs> you know what? A, a, a quick aside with Matt Bonner. Do you remember that time where he had his Christmas editions that he leaked out and he just drew a snowman on his shoe? Oh yeah, that was. The, I think I want to say, my buddy Jake did those for him. The guy that does the custom sneakers here in San Antonio uh-huh. for a lot of the a lot of the pro athletes. I want to say he did that. I'll have to go go back and I'll I have to hit him up. But I want to say he's the one that did those shoes for him. You know, and I think you're right. And if I if I remember correctly, I think you're right. I think Jake did that for him. I think he did because I remember seeing it. I want to say I saw it on his Instagram back then, and I was just like, "Yeah, that is the greatest thing I've ever seen." Snowman on a, <laughs> well, on a New Balance shoe, the only New Balance shoe in the NBA. Yeah, um, 
But, you know, putting aside the Kawhi Leonard uh, bias, you know, and for the way he left San Antonio, just the shoe itself and what New Balance is trying to do. Uh, do you like where they're going? Do you like their attempt? Are you still kind of saying, well, you know, let me see how this plays out with New Balance? The the only thing that, that my issue with what New Balance is doing right now is that the DeJounte shoe is basically the Kawhi shoe, but with his player exclusive number and name on it. It's like mm-hmm. I would if if Kawhi's going to do a shoe, have like like an Air Jordan or or, or a Yeezy or whatever, have it mm-hmm. be his own shoe, and then the other team guys because that's what happened like with Jordan brand. You had the Air Jordan that that was that was MJ's shoe, and then they had the team Jordan shoes that like Rip Hamilton wore, Vin Baker wore, Ray Allen wore. They were a team shoe. It wasn't mm-hmm. a specific Air Jordan shoe. It was Air Jordan brand, but it was a team shoe that the guys on the team wore. They mm-hmm. were on Team Jordan. And I think if they're going to make Kawhi the centerpiece, have his own specific shoe, but don't do the same shoe in just a different colorway and put a, the number five on it, you know? It, it should be a completely different shoe. Yeah, you know, that, that's that been kind of my thing with New Balance. They look like they're just replicating the shoe, and as you mentioned, just putting different colorways. You look at uh, DeJounte's, yeah. he has – he has one PE player edition, which is the Fiesta color mm-hmm. one. And then he has mm-hmm. the, the black and white. And then he has some lime color looking one uh, that he rarely, he wears once in a while, but doesn't wear it as often. Um, do you think that's where they have to evolve into just different designs now and just ditching that standard look? Yeah, dude, they just got to do a different shoe. Like if, if Kawhi's going to be the, the, the face of it, then and he needs to be like, like, Air Jordan, like Michael Jordan, like have right. his own specific shoe. And then you have the team New Balance guys that wear different player exclusive versions of those shoes, but have Kawhi have his own shoe. Because when, mm-hmm. you, when you start, it's like watering it down. It's like, oh, okay, so the face of your thing is wearing this shoe, but then, oh, we're going to just put a colorway and just put a number on the exact same shoe. And it's like, oh, here's your mm-hmm. player exclusive shoe. Like that, yeah. that. That they should they should come up with something totally different, either for Kawhi or for the New Balance team guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think um, oh man, I I, mean, I need to research this, but I believe the, the rookie Keldon Johnson did he, he's Team Nike. I think he's now with uh, Nike. That Nike scooped him up quick. Uh, was that a good move for the young guy for the young kid? Nike's always a good move for anybody. <laughs> okay. Just wondering, yeah, you know, yeah. Because Nike, Nike's not going away anytime soon. The, New Balance can come on as much as they want. Reebok, I think they're they're trying to make a comeback. Uh, was, it, was it Draymond Green that's with Converse now or something? I think something he signed like that, with yeah. Converse. And yeah. and so you, you could NBA is always going to be Nike dominated. Mm-hmm. You're never going to go. I think the last person to make any other shoe relevant in the NBA besides the Nike brand was probably Dominique Wilkins, D Brown and Shaq, that, that era of Reebok with the pump. That right. was probably the biggest threat to Nike. After that, nah, there's nothing. Nothing. And how does and it sucks. How does a- I hate that I hate that I actually hate that Duncan went to Adidas because I liked him with Nike. Oh yeah, I think it kind of dropped off a bit for him. 
because when he was yeah. wearing the Nikes, you know, you, you knew it was. But then Adidas, in my opinion, I thought Adidas never gave him that platform or didn't put him on that pedestal. I think they had. I think that would have worked well for them. You just never really saw Adidas really make a, a push I for think, him. You know, I think I think what Adidas gave him was a bigger paycheck. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there's that. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's. Um, I think that's where. And he's a smart. Duncan's a, such a smart guy that you know he wanted to get you know the blackjack custom shop and different ventures going. So he saw, hey, these guys are going to pay me more and give me free stuff. Not? Okay, I'll go with them. <laughs> yeah. Would, How does if you want to send me free stuff? Hey, I'll do it too. How does a Puma and you know Rudy Gay's involvement, just Puma overall? How, how do they fit in, in all this landscape? Uh, they, you know, in the seventies with Clyde Frazier, because there's a, there's, there's a, the iconic Puma Clyde low top. Mm-hmm. That's what Walt Clyde Frazier wore, you know, with the New York Knicks. And they, they had a thing, you know, late seventies into the eighties. And then they fell off. Wasn't really too much. And then Vince Carter brought him back because he was, he won the dunk contest with all those iconic dunks wearing Puma basketball shoes. Mm-hmm. But then he left and went to Nike. And so yeah. now I think they're trying to trying to get back on that train. Because Puma's always been there. Puma's yeah. always been there. With with music, with sports, you know, their big thing was soccer, like Adidas. And they, they've had some good strides with, with the NBA and pro basketball. It's like they just little at a time. Like what New Balance is doing – just a little at a time, get, gather guys, wearing more, so it's seen mm-hmm. by more people, and then, you know, you can kind of gain some ground. But right. the ultimate thing that you have to do is you have to put out a good-looking shoe that people will want to buy. Right. Yeah, and um, when it comes to the San Antonio Spurs, you know, I think Marta Rose is probably the, the – if you have to go back, you know, 10 years from now, if somebody asks you, hey, Chuck, who, who wore the best shoes? Would you put Demar Derozan in a Spurs uniform? Would you put Demar Demar Derozan number one? He, uh, mm, I don't know about number one. Uh huh. He would be he would be a top five. He would be a top. He'd be five. a top five. Okay. Yeah. He'd be a top five. Ultimate, all right. Ultimate, um, ultimate ultimate would number one would be David Robinson all day. Okay. All day. All day. All right. Put standard, because before the championship time. He had the Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, and those commercials were on TNT, ESPN, you know, during NBA telecast, yeah. and it and it and it kind of put the Spurs out there nationally before mm-hmm. we started winning any titles. So that that's got to be number one that he put San Antonio on the map. Well, there you go. All right, when we get back, uh, Chuck and I are going to continue our chat about Spurs, uh, Spurs fans, and custom kicks now. And we're going to get his thoughts on, um, you know, the efforts that Spurs fans are, are putting into making their own good-looking or maybe bad-looking sneaker. We're back, and I'm joined by Chuck. He's the host of the Chuck Van Show. Uh, you know him. You love him. He, uh, you know, speaking of the Chuck Van Show, um, how do fans tune in? Like, how do they go about that? Is it an online thing? You mentioned about you sending them out to your affiliates. How does that work? It, it is it is all online radio, not anything you're going to hear in your car unless you're streaming it on your phone. It is on a few different affiliates from, God, what are we, I got, I got an affiliate in England, LA, uh, 
Wisconsin. Like it, it's, it's mm-hmm. all over the world. But nice. one of my main affiliates that I love is right here in San Antonio. It's called Pub Sports Radio. They mm-hmm. broadcast a lot of their shows out of Southtown 101. And with everything going on right now, Southtown 101, it's a bar and restaurant. They are still open for to-go food. And okay. they do have an app, the Pub Sports Radio. They have a, a free app you can download so you can listen to the station. You can go website, pubsportsradio.com. And it's on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. And your format is, I end a lot of metal, rock, metal, that's the format? Yeah, punk, metal. I'll mix in a little of metal, okay. here and there. Indie okay. rock, alternative, you know, a little bit of everything. Kind of keep every go, everybody going. But on Pub Sports Radio, the different from all the other affiliates, I actually feature a segment of San Antonio bands and Texas bands. So you're going to hear bands okay. of, of different genres from San Antonio and in and around the state of Texas. And, and with everybody living that quarantine life right now and having to be stuck at home, why not just put it on online and just boost that volume up and work away, you know, listen to your show. Just let it go. Let it go and yeah. discover new bands because my show is a breath of fresh air for San Antonio because a, San Antonio radio likes to play the same old music over and over. And mine <laughs> is about playing new music, new bands, new artists that you may not have heard of that are very it, great. And it's just simple as Googling the Chuck Van show, right? It's just simple as that. Yeah, Chuck Van Show or or just Google Pub Sports Radio. Okay, well, there you go. You know, let's continue our chat about uh, Spurs and Spurs sneakers. And look, there's kind of slowly but surely been a rise in, you know, you know, custom shoe artists coming out of San Antonio. You mentioned one in the first segment, your your buddy Jake, uh, you know, by far and away, you know, probably the leader yeah. and the well-known out of San Antonio. But you're starting to see – younger guys try to get into the business or trying to make their way. You know, when you look at the landscape of just Spurs custom sneaker creators, what are your thoughts? I think, I think a lot of the young guys are trying to go over the top with it. Um, it's like, like the, those Air Max ones that a guy that, that does stuff for Jake that I sent you, they're Fiesta mm-hmm. colors, but it's, it, it's very, it's very simple simplicity. You know, it's like a little mm-hmm. bit of teal, a little bit of pink, you know, Spurs logo on the tongue. But I think some of the younger guys, they just try to go for, I'm just going to vomit everything, Puro San Antonio and Ghost Spurs go on one shoe. Yeah. And, I, and it, and it kind of, it kind of, it's a little overwhelming. Like, I wouldn't wear them. Spurs Jesus might, but I wouldn't wear them. You know, <laughs> Your I, buddy, I, right? <laughs> yeah, my buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, when you say sarcastic cough, sorry. Exactly. (laughs) Now, when you say over the top and they vomit everything, I do agree with you. I think sometimes they need to bring it back a bit. Let's just dial it back a bit. I appreciate their effort. I appreciate, you know, what they're trying to do, and I get it. You know, Spurs fans, the fan base, they love the nighty colors. You know, they love that orange and the pink and the teal. They love all that. You know, they've been dying for that. That color. Seem to be on a Spurs jersey, although these kids they don't realize that the Spurs never had a Fiesta jersey. There's no throwback. It's a, there's no throwback jersey because that jersey never existed. But um, they always that jersey's always been black and white. That's it, and a little bit of silver. The, 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 yeah, yeah, that's it. The closest they had color to that thing was when they did a um, tribute night to Tony Parker and his French. 
uh, connection, you know, to his French roots. Mm-hmm. And that was the rare time where you saw the Spurs go with a blue and a red color scheme. And it wasn't even big. It was just on the ribs and a little bit on the collar. Yeah. That was it. And that was the closest the Spurs ever got to something close to the Fiesta colors, but they weren't really on. But no, listeners, there's never been a throwback Fiesta jersey. You might be getting confused with the All-Star game that was here in, what, 95, 96? Oh, yeah. 96, yeah. 96. I was there. 96. Yeah. I was there. But there's, yep, there's never been a Fiesta jersey, listeners. But I digress. Um, going back and, to the and, shoes. And, 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 and yeah. the thing that a lot of the young people that are really into it don't realize is that it wasn't called the Fiesta colors. It was called the Taco Thank you. Cabana colors. Thank it, because you. Yes. Taco Cabana was a big sponsor in the late yep. 80s and 90s when the Alamo yep. Dome was up. And so those were the colors of Taco Cabana. You can see today, yep. just go to a Taco Cabana. But get drive through. Don't go, don't try to go in the restaurant because you get a yeah, Exactly. Listen to Chuck there, listeners. Don't go to the drive through. <laughs> um, yeah, the, 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 the younger fans, they don't realize that that's that's where the root of the Fiesta colors came from uh, with the sponsorship, much like how it is uh-huh. today, you know, with USAA sponsoring the Spurs. And that's why you have the military yeah. uh, uh, alt jersey. But let's go to get, yeah. so we get back on course here with the shoes now. Um, so Spurs fans are tapping into that. And I, I mean, the custom creators, uh, they're tapping into that uh, 90s look. But you're right. Uh, if the those fiesta colors on the sneaker to me in my opinion you know you're, you're the guru in this department though mm-hmm. i think you gotta be you gotta walk a fine line with them because you can go all out and just kind of like oh you know style it back a bit or you can go subtle and be like okay well it needs a little bit more they, they just seem there's yeah. got to be a fine balance here chuck yeah 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 there's there's like I like like the picture I sent you, the Air Max one. It's very subtle. You, with the, with the Spurs colors, you have to go subtle because they're such bright colors. If you try to do too much with it, too much pink, too much orange, too much teal, it it just looks just gaudy and just horrible. Yeah. But yeah, if, does, if, yeah. if you if you just hints of it, hints of it, keep the shoe like a black and silver with hints of the Fiesta colors, you know, mm-hmm. which I've seen some people do. And and those shoes look really good. Do you think that um, the Spurs? Well, well, you know, I think the Spurs themselves, the players individually, they've worn the the '90s colors on their shoes. Or, mm-hmm. and I think even the Spurs themselves was it last season, or the season before, recently, one of the recent playoff runs, they actually wore Fiesta color themed sneakers. And I I think your buddy Jake was involved in that effort um what did you think about those shoes i those i i I think it's okay because if he's gonna go over the top with it Mm -hmm. doing a doing it on a player exclusive shoe that's going to be on national television that's going to get recognized by websites like nice kick sneaker news yeah all these all these sneaker websites that are going to be like oh my god did you see these shoes Mm -hmm. and that's getting more run for san antonio but if you're just doing them to sell a pair here in San Antonio, mm-hmm. it, it you don't need to go that crazy with it. If you're if yeah. you're an NBA player, you can have crazy crazy shoes because, like we kind of talked about earlier, the you know all the shoes they do in the All Star games. I think one year the whole theme was like a galaxy theme. Mm-hmm. Um, Co- I think Kobe wore like a, it was like a Grinch theme for Christmas mm-hmm. Day that was like neon yeah. with the red and and you know. That's that's okay. 
national televised NBA pro athletes, that's fine. Um, local guy doing a shoot for somebody that's just going to wear it to Ingram Park Mall or North Star Mall whenever those <laughs> reopen? No, that, that, <laughs> you don't need to go that crazy. Like little subtle hints, you'll still be able to spot the sneaker. Having Ginobili's face in pink, teal, and orange on the side of the shoes not not a, not a way to go. Unless it's a display you- piece. If you want to do it as something that's just going to sit in a glass case, okay. Yeah. But wearable, no. What do you think about uh, custom uh, Spurs custom kicks makers that they um, they add, you know, the city skyline of San Antonio, or they'll put, you know, Manu's face on that, or TD's, uh, you know, back with his number twenty one showing. Do you think that's too much? No, if it's if it's like I said, uh, if it's for a display piece, like that's fine. Like if it's like going to be a piece of art that's going to be in a case in your house. That you know, or if you're somebody who displays at sneaker shows like I have before, that's mm-hmm. okay. But if it's just like something to try and just flex on people when you're like going to Costco or whatever, it's like, eh, that's kind of lame. <laughs> going uh, to Costco, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, to get toilet paper. That... <laughs> if they can find any, right? I found some at HEB today, found a four pack. I tried to buy oh, two, whoa. but said I was over my limit though. I, I could only no. buy one. Yeah, I ran to Walgreens and didn't find uh, not one, but that's all right. I, I have a backup couple still stashed away somewhere. Um, but hey, you know, hopefully uh, the Spurs custom uh, community creators, uh, as they get older, they'll probably develop their own style, and of course they'll have their own fan base. But yeah, I agree with you. You know, with time, you know, they'll get better, and not not to say that they aren't good right now. They're good. I again, I applaud their effort. Good job, you know. You're keeping that the vibe going, you know. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Sometimes they gotta they gotta dial it back a bit. But you know, we're gonna get off the uh, sneaker train here, and uh, we're gonna take another break. But uh, when we get back, uh, we're gonna be talking about Popovich. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna get a little crazy now. And I know Chuck has a lot to say about <laughs> Popovich, um, if and when, or just in general, you know, his future in San Antonio. And basically, he's repping the Spurs fans now. He Chuck's gonna rep the Spurs fans and give us their feelings about. Popovich in, in today's era of the NBA. We're back and I'm joined by Chuck. He's the host of the Chuck Van Show. Again, um, you can listen to that on Pub Sports Radio. Is that correct, Chuck? Yes, that is correct. PubSportsRadio.com and Pub Sports Radio, the free app for Android and Apple. Download, listen. My show is on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Make sure to tune in, download those apps, and uh, give Chuck a follow on social media. What's your Twitter again? It is at Chuck Van Show. There you go. Give him a follow right now. Uh, uh, Chuck, let's go to shift gears. A little bit more of a serious topic, but I think it's appropriate considering that the uh, Spurs season is on hiatus right now. We don't know when it or if and when it will come back, but. Look, Spurs season wasn't that great. If it were to end no. right now and <laughs> Commissioner Commissioner Silver said, you know what, whoever were the top eight teams, y'all are back, and everybody else, y'all are done for the season. Fine, whatever. But let's just say the Spurs were allowed to play those 19 games, and by a miracle, they make the postseason, you know, and they get bounced again at Lakers or the Clippers. Um, if that were to happen, that will be another one and done for Popovich. And that's been the situation for Pop in the last few seasons, one and done this in the uh, opening round of the postseason. 
And this season, Chuck, you saw it. Spurs yeah. fans were a lot more vocal about Popovich. They're kind of like saying, "Yeah, Pop, thank you for the titles, but you gotta go." Short, short yeah. question for you, and uh, I'll get you get you. You'll be able to represent the Spurs fan base here. Are Spurs fans? Do they still have confidence in Popovich, or, or do they really believe he needs to just go ahead and retire? I think, really, when you when you gave me the topics of what it was, I, I really was thinking about it, and. I think what's happening now is a lot of the younger Spurs fans who have grown up spoiled mm-hmm. with our 20 years of championships and playoff streaks and all that, they're very spoiled. And so they don't, they don't realize like, Hey, his, his way of doing things was the way we got to greatness. And so I, I know to use a phrase from an overused phrase from a morning radio person, get off my lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the older people that are like, wait, you know, we, we weathered the storm before with Popovich, you know, we got Duncan, we had, we had, a, we had some good runs with Robinson and them, and then everybody got hurt. And then I'm not going to say they tanked cause I don't think they tanked, but we ended up getting Tim Duncan in the draft, but then mm-hmm. we had that amazing run. And now it's, I think people have just been very spoiled and it's like, Hey, we might have to go through a couple of years till we get back to greatness so they can retool, mm-hmm. rethink everything, which I'm sure in a very comparison, I was think, thinking is what the pay, the new England Patriots are going to have to do this year. It's like, mm-hmm. we lost Kawhi. That was going to be our building point. Our, he was our staple and the Patriots lost Tom Brady. So they're, they're mm-hmm. having to look and go back to the drawing board and that's what we're doing. And we're trying to figure that out with, this season, last season, and maybe maybe one or two more seasons to mm-hmm. how we can get some free agents, get some good draft picks, and get back to that level. But what did you feel or what did you think when you saw, you know, the, the backlash from fans saying, you know, Bob, you got to go. You, we, we heard it, but we saw it and we read it, you, you know, Chuck. What is Bob doing with these rotations? You know, he's out of his mind, he's senile. Uh, you know, you saw a lot of that. And, you know, whenever would pop play, let's just, you know, for example, Lonnie Walker, you know, you would hear uh, or read Spurs fans on social media say, you know, finally, you know, the old man got got out of his head. It, it seems to me that the fan base, Chuck, in my opinion, were really harsh on pop this season. Oh, they have been, they have been. And it's, and it goes back to the being spoiled. They, they want instant greatness and the greatness for the team isn't going to happen instantaneously we're not gonna like when we played what was it miami in the finals the, mm-hmm. the billboard the built not bought yeah i remember that first the spurs way isn't really buying a bunch of big name free agents we're gonna we're gonna build it the right way and do basketball the right correct way it should be because mm-hmm. we could i'm sure they could go out they could get rid of everybody on the bench they could try and go get you know, whatever big free agents are out there, they could try and go get Giannis and, and, and mm-hmm. those guys that are coming up on free agency, but it's, it's, what are we going to get? We're going to get them for three years, maybe. And then he might, yeah. and then he's going to get that itch to want to play with LeBron in LA or a big market. We just, we have to get the homegrown guys that we, that, that we, we draft and we sign, you know, before they get big. And then they realize that they have, 
I'm not really say an obligation, but hey, these guys believed in me when I when nobody thought I was anything. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. have a loyalty to them. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting because you look at the league nowadays, and let's be honest, it's it's a players league. You know, they they run oh, things. Yeah. It, it really is. You know, when Popovich was starting out, it was still you know a little bit more of a coaches league. You also look at this too. You know, David Stern. You know, he was very heavy handed with the players. Adam Silver oh, yeah. is very player very player friendly. Uh, so there's that transition. Oh, right. LeBron James, look what he's yeah. done as a player. You know, he you know clutch sports and Rich Paul and all that. You know, it's obvious and. There's sometimes where I think like Popovich, you know, that his, in my personal opinion, that, you know, he's also getting to the point where he's going to be a relic. You know, those type of coaches will be rare now. You look at Fisdale. He did a recent interview uh-huh. uh, with uh, a New York outlet. If forgive me, I, I don't recall right now. So, but it was a New York outlet. And, you know, he tipped his cap at Popovich and the Spurs system because he said that they, that they let the Spurs or the players conform to their system. And then he kind of was, mm-hmm. you know, saying like, that's just not the way the NBA is anymore. Is that correct, uh, Chuck? It, yeah, I think. And, and sometimes I've, I've thought about seeing the moves and, and how the rotations and stuff that maybe RC and, and Popper doing it the old school way and, they haven't really adapted to the new way of the way the NBA is now yeah. that, that LeBron's gotten what two coaches fired, you know, there's, there's <laughs> yeah. players that have gotten coaches fired, you know, because they just didn't like that. They weren't playing their buddy that's on the roster or mm-hmm. they didn't like the, the, the offensive system or the defensive system and they didn't like it. So, they're like, hey, if you don't get rid of this coach, then I'm out of here. And so what's a general manager to do other than get rid of the coach so they can keep the players they have? It, it, it really is a different uh, time. Uh, and, uh, look, I think uh, Spurs fans, in my opinion, should have maybe eased up a little bit on Popovich considering what he had to work with to yeah. how how – Everybody, you know, was and they're still feeling the ramifications of Kawhi and the stun he pulled on San Antonio. Oh, yeah. um, the Spurs weren't ready for that. I mean, they rent, the baton was passed after that 2014 run that the Spurs did to win a title. It was obvious. Okay, Kawhi is a special player. This guy is a generational player, and he's in the Spurs uniform. And then, boom, that generational player bolts and forces his way out. And held a gun to San Antonio and said, "You know, make the best deal, or I'm sorry, I'm going to walk." And they got Demar and Pirtle and a pick, and a pick, and they did what they could do. Um, and Pop had to work with that. And with all that considered, go ahead, go ahead, Chuck. Well, I was going to say, and honestly, like watching the season this year, how people have been saying about Demar doesn't want to be here, and. Mm-hmm you know, his mental state and the Kobe thing. And and honestly, watching him play, it's like I he may not want to be here. You know, it wasn't really his choice to come here. Mm-hmm. I don't if you really look at it, it was like Toronto shipped him. Like we, we didn't really have an interest. We just tried to get the best we could for Kawhi. And right. I don't I don't knock DeMar if he doesn't want to be here because it wasn't his choice, you know. The city's embraced him. You know, I hope he stays here. But I, if, if he was to leave, 
when he's a free agent or they don't re-sign him or they trade him, I wouldn't be mad at him because it it, it wasn't honestly his choice in the first place mm-hmm. to, to, to come here. I love that he came here, but I think if – I it just body language. Just I, yeah. I see it on his face. Sometimes looking at highlights, it's like, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, and he said yeah. he's had mental – you know, you know, mental health issues, and it's always been a thing for him. It's like I don't, I don't, I think it being traded from the team that said they weren't ever going to trade him, mm-hmm. I think really messed with his head, and yeah. he's been kind of depressed and been kind of bummed. And he, but I will give it to him over Kawhi. He didn't go hide from the organization. He didn't, you know, yeah. load management, fake an injury or, or prolong mm-hmm. an injury. He's gone out there. He's performed. He's played. He's lived up to his part of the the deal that he's still right. set with with here with the Spurs. So I I will never if he was to leave as a free agent next season I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at him. I would cheer for him when he came back because yeah I, it wasn't his it wasn't his choice it wasn't his choice and he 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 did what he did what the cards were dealt to him and he kept mm-hmm. up his commitment he kept up his commitment to the contract and the team. You're right, and uh, I I don't think a lot of Spurs fans. Um, I mean, Spurs fans, you know, they're keyboard warriors. You know that, uh, especially behind mm-hmm. you know the keyboard. Oh, yeah. You know, they'll, they'll talk, but they'll be the first ones to stand up and give him a standing no if he's not wearing a Spurs uniform next season, uh, whenever that is. And if he doesn't walk again, I don't blame him too. You know, he's in probably the facing the last time he's going to get a big payday in his career. And does he really yeah. want to be part of a Spurs team that's rebuilding at his stage of his career? So, yeah, I mean, if he walks, he walks. But if he stays, okay, fine. You know, he stays. Um, you know, you're still getting a premier scorer. You're still getting a guy that can get buckets. And he does lead the Spurs in facilitating assists. And, um, you know, he's going to get you, you know, some offense. And we know about his defense. But, you know, on the offensive end, you know, he's gold. But circling back to Popovich, um, at the end of the day, you know, as we talk today here on Monday and this quarantine life that we're living right now, um, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you think um, at the end of the day, Spurs fans are still embracing Popovich in his way, or do you think they're slowly starting to check out already? I think it, I think it all depends on wins and losses. If we're mm-hmm. winning, they're behind Pop. If they're losing – they're not going to put it on the players because it's a, it's a lot of young guys, mm-hmm. you know, the, the kind of, you know, Demar and, and Aldridge aging veterans. I think they're going to put it all on pop. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, and I do, I do think that pop needs to kind of step back and maybe this time, maybe this quarantine time that we're all having, maybe he's taking a step back and kind of looking at things and maybe, Hey, I need to maybe, not be so hard ahead and maybe mm-hmm. approach things that maybe a little bit different, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it didn't work. It didn't work out giving Aldridge the extension over Kawhi. We see the mm-hmm. alleged quote unquote, allegedly that was one of the, the things that pissed Kawhi off, but you know, maybe he's, and then, and maybe he's pulled back from that because that's what he was trying to do was, embrace this new NBA and try to give love to Aldridge to keep him around and keep Kawhi. But he thought Kawhi was a young guy and we've had him for so long and, you know, built him up that he was going to stay loyal, but that didn't work out. But right. 
maybe maybe he's gun shy about adopting it now because of the way the whole Aldridge uh, extension and Kawhi thing worked mm-hmm. out. Yeah, but it's going to be interesting in the future for the San Antonio Spurs and, you know, will Poppy a part of it because he's facing retirement? How much did the Olympics right. being postponed uh, maybe add to his stay in San Antonio? We don't know. Or did, uh, take away. So uh, we'll see. But as of right now, yeah, it looks like Spurs fans are kind of like, yeah, they're a little impatient. I guess that's my opinion. I think they're impatient. Yeah. You mentioned it too. You know, with winning and winning and playoffs and deep playoff runs and you know and eight win eight game winning streaks and as opposed to eight game losing streaks as we as the Spurs fans saw this past season. Oh yeah. Um, you know that yeah that's gonna start building up and eventually you know you get what we saw before the hiatus. Spurs fans are really being vocal about how they feel about Popovich uh, moving forward. All right, speaking of moving forward, uh, <laughs> um. We gotta we gotta put a wrap on this show. It's getting a little late now, but uh, Chuck, put a wrap on more. it. Unlike w- with with the toilet paper that we've hoarded from HEB. Exactly. <laughs> wrap uh, it up. Let's wrap it up. Uh, one more time. Let everybody know how they can listen to you, your show, where they can listen. Uh, probably the best way. Um, social media, follow me at Chuck Van Show on Twitter. I always post what of days and affiliates and times, but the local show that you want to hear, if you want to hear San Antonio bands and bands from in and around Texas, Pub Sports Radio, pubsportsradio.com, Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Central Time. You can download the free Pub Sports Radio app for Android and Apple. And one more time, your Twitter handle at Chuck Van Show. Simple enough. Go check him out. He's a great follow. He'll talk to you about Spurs. Definitely talk to you about sneakers. I go to him whenever I have sneaker questions. And of course, <laughs> anything, any type of music. Uh, well, not any type. When it comes to more rock music and the metal music, I don't. I don't think you can go up to uh, Chuck and on his Twitter and say, "Hey, tell us about uh, the latest tween music." You know, he he probably would be like next. But <laughs> well, I. I um, a, a, a little preview of next week's show. I'm actually featuring a band from Texas. Okay. That is, it's a band called Everyone Dies in Utah. And okay. they have a very cool kind of metal cover of the Joe Exotic, the Tiger King song, Here Kitty Kitty, that I'm going to be playing on the show next week. All right, we'll go check it out. Uh, it'll be fun <laughs> to see. Definitely. I mean, you're going to put Tiger King plus that song and the name of a band like that? Yeah. What yeah. can you expect from that song? Can't uh, go wrong. Speak- can't go wrong at all. Yeah, you Jeff. can't go wrong. You can't go wrong at all. Uh, make sure to, uh, to subscribe to Lockdown Spurs, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Pick a platform. Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, et cetera, et cetera. The Lockdown Spurs show and the rest of the network is there for you to subscribe to. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. And speaking of the Spurs Zone, News for San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com, where you can look at those sneakers that Chuck was talking about uh, from his buddy Jake. They're up there at the Spurs Zone right now, as well as, yes, believe it or not, and yes, it is amazing, Chuck. There is still some Spurs news tidbits here and there. It's all there at the Spurs Zone. For example, watching Patty Mills and Oklahoma City Thunders, Stephen Adams have a jam session uh, in their quarantine life. And speaking of quarantine life, if you ever want to know what it is to live with Mono Ginobili, well, listen to his wife. She had a lot to say about what it is like living with Mono Ginobili under quarantine. Uh, it's all there at the Spurs <laughs> Zone. 
Uh, let's just say this way, Chuck, he, uh, he doesn't like to do household stuff, like cleaning the ceiling fan. So that'll give you a little glimpse of uh, life with Manu. Uh, but no, I don't, Chuck, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, but for Chuck at the Chuck Van Show, uh, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.